Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 245 for Patch 6.0. Our topic for this episode is Great Expectations. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. This is Root. I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the world of Warcraft universe. Coming up here in episode number 245 of HearthCast, we've got the nominees for the 2014 Video Game Awards. Hey, Blizz, let's talk T-Mog, and we're going to go over expectations. So, hey, Freckleface. Hey, Ruth. How has your week in the Blizzard universe been? Well, I did a little bit more questing in Gorgrond. It's a little hard to stay focused on the main quest line. There's so many bonus objectives around that keep popping up. Do yours auto-accept? Yes. Start? Okay, I didn't know if it was my add-on or whatever. No. Okay, so those I auto- don't have any questing add-ons. So it just starts? And- it just starts. Okay. And I really like it. I know we talked a bit about it last week, but I'm really enjoying that because think about it. You have a limit of quests you can have in your log. Yeah, I hit that a couple times. Yeah, and these don't really show up in your log. They're just there. When you're there, you work on it. If you go away, it goes away from your track. I love it. But between that and pet battling and garrisons, I'm just having a hard time actually focusing on leveling. I'm still 94, um, but that's all right. We got a holiday weekend coming up. Holiday. Yeah, I'm weekend. expecting uh, work to be kind of light, so maybe yeah. I get some good wow time in then. Um, stashing away on my Hearthstone Gold in preparation for the expansion that's coming out in quote December. Do you find yourself playing more Hearthstone so you can gain more gold for this? Well, not necessarily more because I'm just making sure I do all the dailies. Okay, get those done. With that, I'm working on a priest deck, a shadow priest deck. Just very entertaining. It's a it's a little bit um, dependent on the RNG mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. but when it works, it's very fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, just put it that way. So, how about you? What have you been doing this week? Garrisons. Just garrisons. Not just garrisons, but right. garrisons as well. Garrisons as well. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, my followers sending them on missions. Oh. Yeah. And. Uh, what else am I doing? Um, oh, yeah, daily quest from the garrisons. Okay. You can do some of that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, I did another normal dungeon, so I'm working on my legendary. It's, it's just the queue times are really long right now. Yeah, they yeah. are, but it'll get better. And uh, the guys in our guild are already doing heroics, so they're not doing normals, because they only do normal one time, just to get the normals out of the way. Gotcha. They don't do them ever. You can't even queue with the guys. I'm like, no. okay, just random queuing. Oh. It's okay. I gotcha. So I'm working my way through that, and I just, I'm really, really enjoying garrisons. I just, it's my morning thing now. I get up and I go take care of my little farm and I do some fishing stuff and go down my mine. And I switched to the goblin, uh, what is it, the, the engineering uh, booth, I don't know what you call it, uh, garrison thing. Okay. And that's pretty cool. They give yeah. you little things every day. Like the first day I got a... It was like a weapon, and it had no limited charges. Plus, it's only good for 24 hours. It goes away. And you could shoot 
and it like made sticky it made it was like gluey sticky stuff on on the mobs and then it would like after 7 seconds it would blow up and AoE people. Oh. And then I got this rocket. It's a delivery system that launches you way up into the sky and then boom, you get that the uh, goblin glider. Oh, very nice. So, I'm using that. So, there yeah. is quote unquote gliding in yeah. Draenor. <laughs> They've at least designed the world to be allowed to fly in, even if they don't allow it right now. Yeah, I've I've noticed on that uh, there have been some objectives that I wanted to get to. It's like I gotta climb way up there. No, yeah. I just now I wait till I get that as because it's a random thing you get every day from the the trinket the, from the engineering. Oh right. So I wait till I get that, and then I run over there. Okay, I gotta jump up there. I use the rocket, and then I kind of glide around yeah. to it. So it's what's fun. Are you still getting YF aggro about the garrisons? No, not no. as much. Okay. You no, know, because um. Lowered your thread a little bit. Well, it's because I, you know, she's in the shower when I'm doing Garrison's. <laughs> so she may not exactly know that oh, I'm okay. doing the Garrison's. <laughs> in stealth mode. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's all right. She's cool about it because, you know, I did take some time off, you know, okay. after after the marathon, uh-huh. which really, really really wasn't a marathon. You know, we I wasn't near first guy to get 100 at all in our guild. And so it's okay. Right. It's all, right though. all right. That's good. And hey, I'm going to back up one episode, if you will. Okay. I completely did not answer a question properly. You asked me about how how I, uh, what my take on what the followers was. Right. If it was what I expected it to be, mm-hmm. if I, what I envisioned. And my answer to you was more like what the garrisons were. It wasn't okay. what the followers were. Right. And the answer to that is no. No. I, it's not at all what I expected. Not what you expected. Um, I expected it more along the sword sword level where you actually physically interacted with each of your followers. Right. Like I would get a quest and I go, oh, okay, this quest is this. And I would read about the quest and then I would go make the decision, go around, talk to all my followers in my garrison and go, okay, I need you and go talk to that person. And he joins my group and I need you. He joins my group and I need you. And they join my group. And then I go, okay, go. And I send them off on their quest. I know they're going to go away, and I'm not going to see them do that quest, but I thought I was going to have to physically interact, not just drag, 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 go. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I thought when they were done with the quest, they'd come find me like wherever I was in the world, not that I would mm-hmm. have to go back to the garrison. Yeah, the whole thing ends up being a uh, a rabbit hole type experience, and honestly, that's what I was expecting hmm. when I heard about it, and so I was not disappointed, because I expected it to be um, less less involved than they made it out to be. I wouldn't say I was disappointed. Okay. It was just different. It was like, okay, this is what it says. This is fine. Okay. It's not what I expected, but it's fine. But it makes it better for, you know, our our premise that it should be a mobile app because it is a rabbit hole, which is very easy to manage on a mobile platform. Correct. Right. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be mobile because I've already left the tweezers out. (laughs) Yeah. They're outside getting rusty. Oh, that's not good. Have you ever had dry brows (laughs) tweezed? No. And that's the end of that conversation. Okay. <laughs> it's not pleasant. Oh, good. <laughs> then give me the mobile app. <laughs> well, Freck, I do believe that I'm down to my last uh, coin, dollar coin, coin okay. here. Can you make it make noise that banging on the microphone this time? Yeah, I could just be like, there you go. One dollar. One dollar. Our total last week was 30. Got my dollar. I see you've got your dollar. 
such boring paper money that you have. Well, you know, I'm such a plebeian like that. <laughs> so that makes the, tr- the total uh, for this week, going into it, $32, right before Thanksgiving. Which makes me need to ask you some questions. Freckle face. Yes, right. Did you have opportunity to run Kara at all this past week? I did have opportunity to run Kara. And in your running of Kara, did the mount drop? It did not. Ah, I know. Almost had me. I know. Now, Root. Yes, ma'am. Did you tear yourself away from the garrisons long enough to run Karazan at least once? Yes, I did. And were you successful in looting the mount? Freckle face. This is a historic event. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was not successful at all in, in that. <laughs> uh-huh. so. Figures. Yeah. Another week. Another week. Another week. And we'll see. Yeah. It's uh so we got thirty two dollars going into uh next week. Uh we are gonna cap this at a hundred. We're still in agreement of that, right? Right. So it'll it'll get there sooner than uh, sooner than later. So so that's uh that's good. That is fantastic. A world of expectations. We live in a world full of expectations. We want things to happen a certain way. And when they don't, we feel let down. There should be, however, a level of expectation set to everything we do, gaming included. We're going to look at things we should expect, might expect, and should not expect from any and all gaming companies, not just Blizzard. So let's first look at the things that we all expect from a gaming company. First of all, that we can launch or log into the game. As in if it's a mobile game and you try to launch it and it closes. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I had that issue in one of the mobile games I play and it turns out I just needed to update it. Oh, yes. But we, at the very basic level, we expect all games to be able to be opened. Yeah, you got to be able to play it, right? Secondly, we expect that the game functions the way it should. As in our character doesn't physically get stuck somewhere in some sort of nook or cranny with no way to get out. Just happened to me last week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I got stuck in a little nook and cranny. Now, mind you, I was, I thought I could get up a hill. Right. And then I fell, and I fell between a hill and a, and a tree, I think. Now, did you have a way to get it unstuck? Yeah, I hard. Right. So. So even though it will happen quite frequently that our character gets stuck somewhere... We always expect the game to provide some sort of way to get us out of wherever we're stuck from. Otherwise, everything falls apart. We get very dissatisfied. 
You should also, if you uh, do something that has a reward attached to it, you should be able to get that reward as soon as you do whatever it is you're supposed to do. We do expect that. I mean, you put in this work, you put in the effort, and if you don't get what is expected, it just, you just go ballistic. You also expect that things aren't constantly glitching out. Now, yeah, I think we kind of expect things to every so often maybe kind of, you know, have a little hiccup, but not constantly glitching out. And one thing, Freck, that we don't want is to find any kind of horrible hidden elements in a game. What kind of horrible hidden elements? Well, at your leisure and not at work, Google hidden adult things in games. And you will find several lists of current games that have hidden adult features in them. Oh. That you would not expect to be in that game. Now, they're not, you know, it's not something you would normally stumble across. But if you do a particular set of features or commands or go certain places and talk to certain NPCs, stuff happens. And it's very adult in nature in some of these games that are actually children's games and it just should not be there. Right. If it's something is geared toward children or it has a certain level of innocence to it, whether or not it's geared toward children, you don't want to have something suddenly come out that's graphic. It's startling. If you're not expecting that, even if you are an adult, and even if you would normally not be opposed to that, it's just it's very out of place. It's very unsettling. It is. It is very unsettling. Now, we expect the basics of the game can be figured out with no outside help. That means we always expect games to be able to be downloaded and opened and that the game will provide some sort of instruction or tutorial or or will just be so apparent on how to use the basic controls that we don't need to go and research how to play the game before at least getting started. Right, absolutely. I mean, and there are... You want that learning curve to not be so steep. Right. I mean, you, you mean there are some games that you, you get into Pong. Okay, I got Pong figured out. You know, and there are other games you kind of go, huh, all right. Okay, I have a tutorial. Let me go through the tutorial. Oh, that's how you jump and run and climb and fly and swing. Got it. Okay, I'm right. good. Years ago, Frank, I had uh, bought a then very expensive for me $60 flight simulator game. Ooh. And... It was heavy. I mean, when I bought, got that box, that box was heavy. And to younger root, heavy meant better. Uh-huh. So this flight simulator game that was heavy in the box, uh-huh. I knew something. It was going to be good. Take it home. Lo- start loading it up on my computer via floppy. I should tell you how old it was. <laughs> and it had this manual in it. The manual was the heavy piece. Oh, and I spent a good four days reading that manual to try to figure out how to get that plane to take off from the runway. Wow. And all I wanted to do was fly. That's yeah. it. I just wanted to fly and shoot stuff down. Right, right. But I got in this thing that was so realistic that you had to, you, you know. You an actual pilot license. You did. <laughs> you, you, had to, you had to turn on the, the engine. You had to turn on the lights. You had to do, it was like once, it was like, my goodness. Now I got to power up. I got to take off the brakes. I got to steer. I got to put the flaps down. It was it was literally a flight simulator, and all I wanted to do was you know hit a button and take off and uh, shoot gotcha. stuff down. Yeah. 
Yeah, I ran into something on a not the same level as that, but uh, I just downloaded the Pocket Minecraft because I got this Google Play credit, right? The Penny Rewards. I racked up 14 bucks. I didn't do something with it. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it goes away after a year. Yeah, so I downloaded Minecraft and I opened it up. I don't know what to do. Something keeps killing me. That's that dude. I guess. Steve, <laughs> I think his name is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Steve is you. Steve doesn't kill you. Oh. There's, there, a there's like monsters or something. There's a dude that kills you. Definitely. I guess. Well, now I got to go like figure out how to play this game. It's a little bit frustrating. So I have a uh, professional tip for you. Okay. Uh, Synergy from Vote to Kick. Right. I think his son, I think his 10-year-old son, uh, He can. he's a Minecraft expert. I do know that. Uh, you yeah. could probably have a Skype call with, with right. him and right. he would just... Ten years old, solve all your problems. <laughs> thank you, Root. Probably thank also. You for, thank you for pointing me to the appropriate ten-year-old that can help me with my problem. He could also reset your VCR <laughs> clock at home too. Get it set right. What's that? <laughs> wow. Okay, that's true. You wouldn't. All right. Good. Good call. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, well played. <laughs> uh, points to Freckleface. <laughs> Now, in the same vein, you want a game that you get to have the appropriate level of challenge. Right. If it's too easy, it's just not fun. It's not going to hold your attention. Unless it's designed to be too easy. I mean, there are games that are just mass destruction games that you come in and just blow stuff up and watch stuff fall apart. That's expected. There is zero challenge to it. Okay. So that's expected. Mm -hmm. But if you're expecting a challenge and you're just walking through stuff, eh... It's yeah. boring. At the same level, if it is, if you can't get past level one, then it's too difficult. Then it's like, eh, I don't like this. Right. We expect that the objectives can be obtained within the game. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's just it's no fun. We we hate games that um, set out something to do that's almost impossible. This cannot meet our expectations in several ways. Um, there could be a puzzle game that is not designed correctly. And that there's really no way for you to figure it out unless you have help. That can keep it from meeting our expectations. There's um, a few games um, that are the whole tap and wait type games that use energy. These are mostly mobile type games. Um, give you an example. Kim Kardashian. I know I'm really just selling myself out here. But this game will often give me a timed quest. And it will say, do these many things in this amount of time. The time limit that it gives you and the way that you accomplish stuff is by using energy. The only way to get energy is by letting time pass, letting your energy build up, or by buying energy. So it will constantly give you these quests that to be able to complete them, you need to spend money. Mm. That there's just no way to do it in the time allotted. Very frustrating. Very irritating. Yeah, when they don't give you an alternative but spend money, I can see that as being yes. very frustrating. I was kind of hearkening back in my mind to, um, was it Leishin's Palace? Okay. Where if you really wanted to excel and get all the treasure boxes, and you had to go buy the stuff. You know, like the speed uh, boosts and the the sleeping things and the sneaking. There's a little vendor right outside right. of it. You know, but the stuff that you bought, the currencies you use, you were, you were given those by... Going through Leishan's Palace. Well, sure. And 
Those are not something you're paying real money for. You're paying game money. So right. you're still playing the game. You just have to play it a certain way. Right, but you could still complete objectives. You just couldn't complete all of them. That's true. So you still had that that option. But, you, but what you're saying is there is no way to do it without spending money. That's true. Now, objectives can come in other forms other than quest. For example, if they put a certain mount in the game that drops from a particular boss um, in one of the raids... That might be um, an implied objective. People might make it their objective to get that mount. Or a pet, or something else that drops very rarely. As long as you have a chance to get it, the game is meeting your expectations. When people get upset is when they've been running something for years and they feel like they haven't gotten, they feel like there is no way for me to do this. And that's when they get frustrated and discontent. And that just kind of depends on perception. Um, There is an issue I have with WoW in that if you look at the pet journal, it will show you things that are grayed out that when you look at the source, it says this is from iCoke China. Yes. Don't show me something that I have no chance of getting. Don't show me something from the collector's edition from 2009 in my pet journal. Or at the very least, give me a way to filter out all unobtainable pets. I understand they probably have to put in the database but I don't want to see it if there's no chance I'll ever get it. Especially if you're OCD in the slightest. That is just going to bug you. I will. Man. I will, because it violates our expectations as gamers. We expect anything that is shown to us as a possible objective, that we have the ability, the possibility that we will get it. Even if it's something that takes an enormous amount of either effort or luck or combination, If we have zero chance to get it, we're going to be very unhappy. We also expect sustainable gameplay from the company. We want the games to continue. Whether it is a single-person game that we can play over and over again and still have enjoyment out of it, or something along the lines of World of Warcraft or other games that add expansions to it where we can continue our our mission, our voyage, our journey with that character that we have. We don't want the company to pop up, give us a game, and then quit supporting it, go out of business, and you're like, wow, I really like the game, but that company's not around anymore. And I understand business is business, and that's going to happen from time to time, but it definitely doesn't meet our expectations. And speaking of companies, we do expect something from the company itself. It's online presence, it's community presence, and more than that. I mean, you, last week, when I told you about this game that I love, that I'm obsessed with, that I play constantly. You basically said you would never play it because of the company who made it. correct. Because of their presence, because of their actions, because of their reputation. Correct. You don't want anything to do with that game. Absolutely. Or or that company or any other game they produce. Exactly. And we do expect that from our games. If the, the developers come out and they bash their players, or they make content that is disrespectful, we don't like that. Something that has like a negative press or that they're putting out bad things in the community, we typically don't want to be associated with that. There is a level of, of professionalism that we expect from companies. Exactly. And the one company that we talked about uh, that I, to me personally, I do not feel they exude any level of professionalism, so I have no interest in supporting them in any way. We also expect a company to have a real response to real issues. If there's a problem and they fix it, 
they need to tell us why. Or if there's a problem and they can't fix it, they need to tell us why. There needs to be an appropriate response to whatever that real issue is. The giant elephant in the room here, you know, Blizzard's launch didn't go so well. Nope. Right after they released a video about lessons learned, <laughs> about things not going well. Right. And we've learned our lesson. No. It, it was compounded with other issues. We understand that. The community cried, QQ, forum bombed, you name it, they did it. Blizzard comes out, grants everybody five days free time, apologizes for the issue. They clearly explained all the everything that was going on, and then threw that five days on top as a as a recompense. It's a real response to a real issue. They went above and beyond what they needed to do in this issue, in my opinion. All we needed was a reason. They responded to it. They let us know what was going on. They let us know that they were doing their best to correct the issue. Adding five days is just a nice thank you. It is. And I I was kind of struck by the negative response to that. People like, oh, we should have given us a mount or gold or something else other than five free days game time. Like, what else do you expect them? You lost playtime, so they're giving you playtime. And that is a very fair way to look at it. And and one that I had not really considered. And they gave you more than you lost. That's true. You know? Putting any extra content in the game would take away the people who are trying to work on the game, diverting their resources. Giving everybody gold would be worthless because now you're messing up the economy. Yep. It was the fairest. If they're going to do anything, which I said before, they didn't need to do anything. But if they're going to do anything, that was the one fair thing to do. So kudos to them on that. Another thing we expect from companies here, Freck, is a very clear and easy to use communication system. If I have an issue, I need to get a hold of somebody. I need multiple venues to do that. Whether it be Twitter, email, phone, forum, website submission, SpeakPipe, Facebook, some way. Smoke signals, I don't know. <laughs> Morse code. You know, some way that I can reliably get a hold and get a response from a company. That's true. And the amount of communication that you need depends on the type of game. Um, if you're playing something that's not an MMO, it's just, you know, one-time purchase. Like, yeah, if you have any issues with them, you know, installing it, you'd want to be able to contact something. But that requires a little less support than an MMO where they're taking your money every single month. I think one of my little uh, pet peeves on that one in the app store is when people post their problems that they're having in the game comments. Yeah. It's not the place for it. It's not. You know, they'll downrate them. You know, like, I'm going to give those one star because I can't complete this mission. Well, that's... It's like, I really love this game, but I can't do this one thing, so I'm going to rate you a one star. Yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. And it's like, okay, that's not getting to the support guys. That's taking another step to get to the support people who are going to fix your problem. Right. Clearly, just email the support people. <laughs> so it's just, you know. And then if they do fix the problem, most people don't go back and change. No, they don't. You know, every so often you see a person go, well, they fixed it, so now I'm going to give them four stars. But you don't see that very often. Most people just no. leave that one star reading yeah. there. So. <laughs> now, we expect... As you should, that our personal data is protected. I mean, we sign up for these games. You know, they have our credit card. 
They usually have a real name, address. Even besides that, I mean, we did a whole episode about what Blizzard knows about us. Yeah, what they really know, yeah. Yeah, all the stuff they could glean from just our playing habits and our chat within the game. You know, you expect if you start having a private conversation with your friend within the Battle.net chat system, it's not going to be posted on some forum somewhere. I mean, obviously, you give up your privacy if you're talking about something illegal. But if it's not, you do have the expectation that your private information will stay private. You have the hopes. They're pretty clear in the fact that anything that you say becomes their property. So, <laughs> But you kind of But hope. even then, you expect it from them because as a whole, as a community, we would flame and hate on any company that decided to publicize private content like that without a good reason. Oh, you mean like, oh, I don't know, changing from battle tags to real names on a forum? <laughs> yeah. People are not happy about that. They weren't too happy about nope. that, were they? <laughs> <laughs> that was not expected, was it? No, it's not. See, that's a level of expectation that changed in the community outcry and it reverted so properly. That's true. So, so. And we also expect that the product is going to be reasonably priced. That if we put down $60 for a game, we're going to get that much worth of content or more and and more. and you know in any game like if you know i've bought other games uh that i play i know uh one of the games arma 3 that i play mm-hmm. that was a i believe about a 60 dollar game right and i know i've gotten much more enjoying it's and it's not a game that they continually put new content out on at all it's just a world and they're they rely on uh, developers to put out modifications and in-game different little things to happen in the game, like games within the game. And I don't even play a lot of those, but I know that I've gotten more than $60 worth of enjoyment out of that that title. Absolutely. And while usually you make that decision before you purchase a game, um, if we are referring to a mobile game that has in-app purchases, you know we do expect that our in-app purchases are going to have worth. That if you bite the bullet and you buy that premium currency, that you will feel very satisfied that you spent, you know, that 2 or $5 there and that it really enhanced your enjoyment of the game. Yeah, and I've always felt bad about those purchases. Why? Well, I played some Facebook game back in the day, some castle game in Facebook. And we've talked about it on the show before. The only time I would buy in-game currency mm-hmm. is if it was associated with something else. Like, go buy these flowers and you get 400 of these coins. Oh, yes. That was the uh, the month that your wife got uh, lots of Lots of flowers. Got <laughs> <laughs> lots of brownie points then, right? <laughs> yeah. But I still felt like, and now it's it's gone. I have nothing at all because I'm not on Facebook. I don't play the okay. game anymore. So I have absolutely nothing, nothing to show for that. Like zero. I understand that. The way the way I look at it, if I am playing a game that did not cost me anything to install, for one thing, and that also does not show me any ads, and I play it for an extensive amount of time, I will usually make a conscious effort to spend between two and five dollars on the game just to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. This was more like, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Oh so, wow. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like I was paying two two to two to five dollars for some roses here. Ah, okay. But you well, I, okay, I see what you're saying. But you were buying real things and as a side perk you were getting in game currency. Yeah, well look at Clash of Clans. Well, don't because then you'll start playing. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Exactly. 
Um, it offers in-game purchases. You can go in there and you can buy with money. You can buy gems or right. some or currency or gold or whatever the currencies are in there. And I sit there and I look at it and I go, yeah, I could do that. You can also buy shields, by the way. And so okay. people can't attack you for like a month. Like, oh, that's cool. Or 10 days. And I look at that and I go, I, I could do that? And it would speed up, really speed up the amount of time that I, that I, well, here's the thing. You get all that currency, all those gems, and then you convert them to whatever you're doing. And now those gems are gone. And now you have all this gold or all this money or all this whatever you've got. And then you spend all that, you know, to, to build your resources up. And now you've got your resources, but now you're back in that same hole where you need to start generating resources again. And you just feel compelled to go buy more gems gotcha. to do the same thing. It's like, right. so I don't want to do that. I don't want to take that. You know, it's bad enough with me that when I launch the Blizzard launcher and there's a new pet or mount available that I compulsively just buy two, that's enough. Right. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> the expectation there, Freck, is that the things that we buy have value and worth. That is true. Is it worth it to me to buy a couple mounts from the Blizzard store? Absolutely. Because I like the visual effect of whatever mount that, that they've just done. It's good-looking mount. It's going to come out. It applies to all your characters, past, yeah. present, future. Or if it's a pet, it's cool. If it's for a worthy cause, you know, it's a good thing to do. And you expect it not to ever go away. Right. It's not going to just disappear from your mount log. No. And then all my characters get it. That's a great value. I'm buying one thing one time, and then all my characters get it. That's fantastic. You know, in that same vein... I buy a bunch of crystals for an online game that I play, and as soon as I spend those crystals, I'm like, man, I really need more crystals. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. spend more money. I don't yeah. want to do that. So there's just these things that we do expect from a gaming company. Now, there are some things that we might expect from a game company. Things that, depending on the player, depending on the situation... This sometimes it feels more like a bonus if it happens. Sometimes they get mad if it doesn't. You know, it depends. For example, protection from other players. If somebody says something mean to me, what type of recourse should I expect? To what extent? You know, how much do we expect the game company to step in in that matter if I'm getting name called? You know, the reality is that it is the internet. They're not controlling what other players are saying. But on the other hand, if something gets really bad, if let's say it turns into an incident and becomes a news story, like take it to the extreme, someone gets bullied on a particular game to the point where they do something drastic. That's going to show up in the news. They're going to get bad press. So companies will usually have some sort of procedure in there to stop at least the extreme of harassment. Agreed. And, you know, there is the wonderful ignore command. True. So well, that is a resource that the gaming company puts in. Yes. So that's, that's going to be your first level. Right. They can't stop them from, like, jumping all over your character every time you're around and getting in your way and, and killing and stealing your mob and right. just, just aggravating you when you're trying to get stuff done. Right. It's it's a gray area as far as how much protection the game company should provide to players from other players. 
Because, like, there's the extreme harassment where, you know, someone's being sexually harassed or getting violently threatened, that there should be some way to be able to, you know, that a player should be banned or suspended or, at the very least, be able to cut off communication from that player. But then if you go to the other extreme where the company is expected to intervene every time two players have a disagreement. It'd be busy. It's too much. Given virtual restraining orders, and anytime player one gets close enough to player two, they both get like ported away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I think it's um, League of Legends that has started uh, auto banning. You type in certain racially charged words, nobody has to report you, nobody has to do anything. You type it in, auto banned. Wonder how much trolling is going on for that. Oh, who's there to troll? Well, you could say someone like, hey, what's the most derogatory uh, word you can think of for <laughs> that particular, you know, whatever? Uh, and someone would go, oh, I think it's th-, and now they're banned. <laughs> Maybe, but most people aren't that dumb. We There's are, certain things you just don't say regardless. Yeah, we're talking League of Legends, though, here. So. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing we might expect is that our mistakes can be undone. I mean, I made a big one a couple of weeks ago. I talked about it. bought the wrong kitty cat from the Halizen vendor. I was very upset. And even though it was my mistake, I really wanted them to switch that for me because I felt like I put in on this hard work. It wasn't my fault. I accidentally clicked on the thing. They should have put in a, an are you sure thing, and they should have given me back my trick-or-treats when I tried to do the vendor thing. We do have to some level of expectation that we make a mistake, we accidentally spend money that we don't want to, we accidentally pick the wrong reward, that they will fix it for us. But the reality is they don't really have a responsibility necessarily, but they will do it to some extent just to keep the angriest players from lashing out. I think you are the exception to the norm because I've had two incidents uh, that I did something with loot. And they did put in all caps that it was like an exception. Yeah, I got no love. No. I had looted a very rare sword. Uh-huh. And uh, it like sold for, I think it sells for 15,000 gold. Oh. And it's BOE. Uh-huh. And I meant to look at it. Uh-huh. And I equipped it. Ooh. And now I can't sell it because it's now bound to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I got told tough. Yeah. And then when I was doing my uh, Herald, Herald of the Titans, right, I chose the wrong um, ring or necklace or something, so I wasn't BIS on it, and they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't let me redo that quest. They wouldn't let me change out the reward or anything. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, you got lucky. I think I got lucky because it was a temporary. Is a temporary thing, you know. You only had a certain window to get the, to get the cats. I don't know. I did, I did get lucky. And it just it's again. That's why we put it in the might expect category because it's a gray area. On the other hand, like you make a mistake, you should learn from the mistake because you should feel when you're the game that your actions matter. That you shouldn't have the ability to just have a free undo button for every little mistake you make. On the other hand. These companies do know that if somebody makes the type of colossal mistake that is going to make them feel sick, that's going to make them not want to play the game ever again, I mean, they do want to keep you as a customer. You mean like deleting your characters in a moment of rage? Exactly. You think they would do a full account recovery? Or at least you would expect them to. 
Well, that's why they put in the end delete feature. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's there. I mean, you, you always have the option to put in a ticket if you deleted a character and they would typically restore it. Well, didn't you have an issue with your little uh, Kim Cash 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 game? What's her name? Car- Carcassian? Oh, Carcassian? Carcassian. That's a big name, right? Because she's cashing in on this game? <laughs> uh, didn't you have an issue there where it crashed and you couldn't recover your character? Yeah. Did you try to contact support? No. Or did you just, okay. I just started over. With a guy? Yeah. Now you're playing a guy in the Kim Carcassian. I named him Anduin. Really? I did. Really? I think it's a cool name. You know, it's bad enough <laughs> that the guy's kind of a little on the wimpy side. No, he's not. He's a priest. Okay. Priests are very tough. Well, he's a little he's a little doughboyish in the game. <laughs> and now you're gonna have him play the Kim Carcassian game. That's just cruel. Now something else that we might expect from a game company is really depends on the type of game it is, which is fresh content. On a basic level, Tetris. Mm, I love the new level in Tetris. <laughs> Do you ever you can play it forever? Do you ever expect it to change? No, I don't. No. And it's there's nothing wrong with it. You're never going to be like, oh, I'm mad at Tetris because they haven't updated in 30 years. Now, why mess with perfection? Exactly. You don't need to. There is a a puzzle game out called The Room. Mm, yeah, you played oh, that. It's creepy. It's creepy as anything, but it's, it all is is you ha- you're in an empty room or things in it, and you just try to figure out what to do basically Um, aren't you going to a real life one of those here pretty soon i am there's a new one opening up in orlando that is a real life version of the room yeah (laughs) yeah when you told me you were going to that i was like wow all right yeah that's a little uh, that's more than i would do so well i'm going with um there's two like computer guys who are like all logic and engineering and stuff like that so yeah see but the problem is you're gonna get the two totally logic-based engineering guys Uh and it's gonna be like the simple solution and they're gonna overthink it and you're gonna be there for four hours (laughs) possibly and you're gonna call me and be like can you have them send a pizza (laughs) (laughs) we're getting hungry yeah (laughs) if i don't come back like after friday night yeah just (laughs) i'll give you the address and come check on me those lock us in. We can't figure it out. Yeah, like walking up there. I'm looking for a redhead. And <laughs> the guys going to be like, yeah, they're still in the first room. They haven't figured out. You just need to turn the doorknob. That's all there is. We put a fish in there, a box of Cracker Jacks, and a fuzzy monkey. And it just confused them. <laughs> anyway, so this game, The Room, is a puzzle game. There's a certain amount of levels. You go through, you complete the game, and that's it. You don't really go back to it. When they came out with more content, it was a separate thing. It was the room two that you'd pay for again. And nobody was upset about that. Nobody was like, why can't, why isn't there new stuff added to the room? No, it was a standalone game. Yeah, you finished it. You finished it. You finished it. It's like a lot of times my kids will walk into uh, my office when I'm playing World of Warcraft and they'll go, are you winning? (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, of course. I'm always winning. Um, some PC or console games, particularly PC, when we get bored of it, like a game like The Sims or something like that, we expect expansions. We expect them to add to it. We don't necessarily expect that for free. You know, you pay for every expansion that comes out, but you do expect fresh content. Um, just like, well, wow, yeah, we expect the expansions to come out. Nobody gets mad that they have to pay for Warlords of Draenor. 
but you don't expect to pay for the individual patches. You don't expect right. to pay like, you know, 10 bucks for 6.1. Wouldn't it be interesting? <laughs> <laughs> don't, so, don't think that thought too loudly, Freck, because they'll go into microtransactions oh, where you no, pay no, no, for no. every loan. <laughs> so it is interesting how we do have that expectation of fresh content for some games, and then some games are fine without it. Now, one of the things that I can expect from some of the late, some companies is wearables, like hats, T-shirts, posters. Like you just like, send me a hat. I've done that before. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or, or shirt. You know, I've done that. Like you want it for free or you want the opportunity no, to no, buy No, no, I want the opportunity to buy it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but... You, you want know. merchandise. Yeah. You know, something I can wear with, Logo with pride. Yeah, something I can, you know, show off a little bit of geek pride and, and, you know, have a hat or a shirt with the logo or a saying on it. Blizzard's got a lot oh, of really true. creative stuff. But for, like, you know, Arma, there's not a whole lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a little sad because I would like to wear, you know, an Arma shirt and let people know that I play Arma. You know, the other I haven't looked at for Arma, obviously, but if any company, any game is lacking in merchandise... Just go on Etsy. Yeah, but it's a roll of the dice on that site. It is. It depends what it is. Like, um, there's a Hearthstone mug on Etsy that looks way better than the one that's being sold in the Blizzard store, and they have a golden version of it. Ooh, I know for the Golden Heroes in Hearthstone. People have made like paintings. Um, they will draw stuff of your character and get custom stuff, or you can get you know, um. Any sort of item, like purses, keychains, anything with like almost any character you can think of in WoW. You know, in that same vein, though, we have been very, very lucky with Etsy. Because when you look around the studio, I'm like, one thing from Etsy, two, three, four, five, six. I'm counting at least six things from Etsy in our own studio here. Right. And none of which we have been disappointed with. Well, no. Well, Warcraft is a very, very big game, but I've also seen other like really creative, nerdy stuff for other different types of games. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What I really like, though, is the official merchandise, because that way I feel like I am supporting the company itself. So that's what we might expect from a gaming company. Now, there are some things that, if we use some common sense, we should not expect from a game company, like a reward for doing nothing. This is actually a common outcry in the public forums, in public groups. People will say, well, I've been subscribed to World of Warcraft for X amount of years, therefore, I should receive a mount. So they feel entitled to that. Right. And that is really getting something for nothing. I mean, you have been subscribed to a game and you're getting what you pay for. If you didn't feel like you were getting what you paid for, you wouldn't be subscribed. Now, there are times when Blizzard will come out and they'll uh, give us something on their anniversary. It is a thank you. Showing us appreciation for subscribing. They've been doing that every year. You know, give us a little bonus to wrap, giving us a pet, depending but those I see are extras and not something that should be expected. Well, you know, in all fairness, in our own shows, we have talked about a loyalty program from Blizzard that would reward in some way, fashion, shape, or form a longevity-type reward for not breaking your subscription for some time. So 
I understand what you're saying when people think they're entitled to it versus a loyalty program from right. the company. I just right. want to make that point so someone doesn't come back and email us and go, oh, you guys are being hypocritical. So I'll make sure. That's true. I mean, it would be nice. It's different between saying, I would like this and I'm going to be mad if I don't get it. Right. It's that sense of entitlement. Exactly. And expectations. We also don't want to see a company bend to somebody's personal desires. You know, flashback a couple of weeks to BlizzCon. You know, someone spends time to stand in line to ask the panel a question in a QQ about the drop rate on the Headless Horseman mount. Blizzard is not going to bend to that person's personal desires. They're not going to lower the drop rate because this person hasn't gotten it. A lot of people haven't gotten it. No, and that's, that's an interesting thing that you bring up because that kind of ties into we expect objectives to be able to be obtained. That person is angry because their perception is that they cannot obtain something that other people can. So it is a perceived injustice. It is perceived that they, the blizzard is not meeting their expectations. However, that's kind of where you have to take a step back and say, listen, just because something has a low chance is not the same as no chance. There you go. Yep. And if something was guaranteed to drop after a certain amount of time or a certain amount of runs, it would lose its value. You wouldn't want the headless horseman mount, this, you know, if it was given to you. It would lose its appeal. It would lose its allure. Yeah, I, I kind of felt that exact same way when they pretty much said you can have a guaranteed heirloom weapon drop off a of garage. Like, yeah. And I kind of felt like, well, man, why? If I didn't get it, I didn't get it. Why Why make it a guaranteed? But it was a short window. It Very was. Very short window. It was, but in, it just, to me, it cheapened it. I gotcha. And that's that's the same thing. If you lower the, if you raise the drop rate on something, that's going to cheapen it. It's supposed to be hard to get. I gotcha. It's working as intended. Well, I think the difference with that is that the heirloom open is supposed to be something that's going to be such a help to you that it would feel like your characters that didn't have it would have a serious disadvantage. Whereas I, I don't mean to brag, but I got the headless horse amount like my second time running it, or my second year. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Now, am I any better player than anybody else because of it? Do I have any advantage over anybody else because I have it? Let me ask you a question. Be yes. Before you answer that, during Hallow's Eve, the event, the whole week or month that it's on, uh-huh. do you mount the Headless Horseman Mountain and run around your capital city? No. Then good for you. Okay. It's just in my random rotation. Oh, see, if you did, then I was going to be mad. No, it just shows up when it shows up. Okay. <laughs> However, I, I see what you're saying in that you want something because it's hard to get. And as soon as it's Absolutely. not hard to get. You don't really want it anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at the store-bought mountains. I mean, those are really cool. But there's no really like, whoa, factor when you see somebody on it. You're just like, oh, cool. You spent 25 bucks. Well, you know, in that, I remember when the, uh, the, the Warforged mount came out. The Warforged... Whatever. The hitching post? Yeah, yeah. So this thing comes out, right? We right. get the mount and the hitching post. And so, you know me, compulsive buyer, so I buy right, it. Right, right. And I mount up on it, and I was right in front of the shrine, and some guy comes out, he's like, whoa! 
where'd that drop from? <laughs> and I was like, y- you get in the Blizzard store. He's like, oh. And that was it. No right, more conversation. Right, right. Nope. And I don't know if he was like going over to buy it or what, but didn't talk to me. You know, well. nope, done. No, Too rich for my blood. Yeah, no, like, that's cool. No, like, can I see it? No, like, can I join your party and, and use the hitching? Yeah, Nothing. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> we should also never, never expect a company to compensate us in any way for any kind of perceived personal loss. If I, for instance, buy a bunch of you know, these gems in, in one of the games that I play. And I convert all that those gems into, you know, the, the treasure, the gold, or whatever resources they have to be converted into. And then I don't do anything with it, and I get attacked, and I lose all that gold? The company doesn't owe me anything. You're saying loss that happens as a result of normal gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't spend those resources. Yeah, I like, I got those I resources. I spent an hour in a dungeon. I didn't get anything. So I want Blizzard to compensate me for my hour spent. Right. Right. Now, if the game was supposed to, like the loots just weren't dropping, like like you weren't able to loot. I'm not saying to like, yo, hey, I didn't get my drop. That's RNG. But if, hey, this boss didn't, no loot table came up at all. Like I didn't get a loot window. Something's messed. That's different. But I don't expect compensation for that. Right. And nobody should. And the, and the company should not compensate for that whatsoever. There's a game for Echo Face called EVE Online. It is a MMORPG space type game. They actually use a currency called ISK. Okay. That has real world value. Right. You know, there's a dollar value attached to ISK. You can buy ISK with dollars and then you use that ISK in game to buy spaceships and stuff. And then when your ship gets damaged, you need to repair it with ISK. If your spaceship gets blown up, you need to repair that with or buy a new one or do it. So you were actually spending real, real money in this game. There was a, this happened probably now two years ago or so, there was a massive uh, war, combat area, that they, I think, now I'm not going back and you'll, you know someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like a $50,000 loss. Oh, wow. You know, of, of materials and resources and ISK. And there are horrible. I mean, you can you can look at the horror stories of this game that weren't set up properly and losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there's no compensation that the company owes any of the players. It's just it's the nature of it. And, and you know, rolling that back to World of Warcraft, like you were saying, I'm in a dungeon for an hour and you know I didn't get anything. You know, or you know. I rolled a 99 and that guy rolled a 100. I don't think that's fair. Those yeah. are perceived losses. That's part of the game. They don't know us anything. You know, much in the same way where if you can't log in because the servers are down on Tuesdays for maintenance, they don't know you anything. It's a perceived loss. It's part of the game. Furthering this along, Freckleface, we should never expect a gaming company to make our priorities their priorities. Right now, I would love to see a mobile version of the Garrisons. You know, I want to call them up. You know, like I said, I got the tweezers outside sitting <laughs> in the rain. Right. Rusting up. Uh-huh. That's a priority for me. That is not going to be a priority for Blizzard that I know of. 
you know, if, if they release one next week, you know, you get full credit for it. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but that's that, that's nowhere on their radar. It, and, and then if it is fantastic, if it's not, so be it. That's my priority. That's not. They got other stuff to worry about. They got servers to update and and uh, stability issues to worry about and content and raids to finish. That is their priority. You know, not mine. My priority. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be raiding anytime soon. You don't know what's going on under the hood. No, you're absolutely right. I do not have access to that. So yeah, those are some things that you know we just we shouldn't have to expect from a gaming company. As with a lot of things in life, expectations usually come in a relationship of two. We as gamers and consumers of the provided content also have expectations that we should live up to. As gamers, we are expected to play the game responsibly. Now, if we play so much that we lose our job... That's not responsible. No, and you can't go and uh, sue a gaming company for the loss of income because you played so much... That you lost your job. Or you you played for, you know, 20 plus hours straight in a row and then you got sick and you incurred medical bills. You, you can't, you can't, that's, that's on you. Right. Or if you downloaded some custom content that wrecks your machine, you know, or you weren't smart about the phishing stuff and you, you know, followed a, one of those links that one of the gold spammers oh, yeah. sends you. Yeah. You, you, with your open invitation to the, uh, the new beta. Right. <laughs> Or on, in other games, like there are cheats available. Like, hey, we'll show you how to get all the gold in this game. Just download this little app right here. And next thing you know, your phone's making calls to China. Right. And speaking of cheats, it is our responsibility to not cheat, exploit, hack, or otherwise take advantage of the system. Yeah, that's one of those things. Usually in terms of services on every game, they have this little clause in there. It's, it's worded differently in every game, but it basically says that you're supposed to to play according to what is usually referred to as the spirit of the game. Kind of like what they intended to do or how to play. So if there's something that, you know, somebody takes advantage of, while it might be something that was you're able to do in the game, but it's not the way they intended that to be used in the game, that thing that you're doing it's not what they intended, so they typically will frown upon that. We see that in the news every so often uh, with with World of Warcraft when you know you have a particular person who does something and re- achieves something incredible, and then they go back and look and they go, "Yeah, they got that. They got you know, but yeah, they kind of they were using this. They did this, and that's not what we intended." Yeah, didn't the first person who got to 100 get it rolled back to 90? Yeah, but that guy always does that. Uh, he, yeah, in, he, when we, he was world first 90, got rolled back then too. And I think he was world first 85, got rolled back then too. That's just <laughs> what the guy does. And, you know, and it's not just World of Warcraft. It's any game, you know, I, there was a game that I played on Facebook. It was Mafia Wars. Remember Mafia Wars? Yeah, I remember you playing that. And there for a while, there was a way that you could actually... You know, it was like you could see what another person's mob had or something. I forget exactly what it was, but there was a way to know if you should attack them or not. You know, like a foolproof way of looking at their stuff. And, you know, you look at it, it's like, okay, well, until they fix that, I really don't want to even play the game because that is there. And, and, you know, so there's, there's just things that are out there. Back, you know, this is old school root day, so forgive me on this one. But back in my day, 
and the early advent of the internet, you had the ability to download somebody's saved game progress for particular games. Interesting. And then you would restore the, your game with their saved game progress. And then you're like, if you were stuck in a particular level, you know, you could say, hey, and you go out to particular forums and you would download the save game patch and put their save game. Now you pass whatever that was. Hmm. And uh, there was other things you could download, like particular, you know, um, a mech with a certain amount of stats or a, a character with a certain amount of gold or whatever the case might be. So, you know, when you do that, you would get into the online environment. You just, it's not, you're not. You're not necessarily, it's not a cheat, but it's not doing as a tend. It's not what they wanted. All right, telling on myself just a little bit here, Freckleface. Back when I first heard of Diablo, and you could play it, my buddy got it. Everybody, the game was kind of a cracked version of the game. Sorry, Blizzard, I owe you probably owe you some money there. <laughs> and, you know, we all took it home, we all installed it. And I'm playing Diablo, and so I look online for, you know, like, just some guides or whatever, and I find this thing that is an editor for Diablo. Ooh. It's a character editor for Diablo. And I'm like, ooh, look at the character editor for Diablo. You could give yourself gold. Huh. I'm like, I'm giving myself gold. And so I was, I kept giving my character, like, just all this gold. Did you? And I was buying, like, all the best weapons. <laughs> and uh, my buddy kind of figured it out pretty quick, because now, you know, in a matter of a week, the new guy who'd never been playing before has like all this really good gear. So uh, I got chastised for that. So yeah, that, that didn't go over so well for me, and uh, I don't recommend it to anybody because it's not a good feeling. Now, of course, we're expected not to harass other players. Talked about already extensively. We talked about players being harassed, but you shouldn't be the person harassing them. If yeah. you are, stop. Should go with that saying. Uh, we are also expected to ask for help when help is needed and to ask in the right way. Well, yeah, you should help me get my mount because it hasn't dropped for me in three years. That's not the right way, no, is it? No, that's not right. <laughs> well, it's like you mentioned earlier, people putting in uh, support stuff in a, a rating for an app. It's not the right venue. Right, or, you know, I mean, and th there are legitimate ways to ask for help when help is really needed. If you are, if you can't log into any particular game, doesn't matter which the game it is, if you can't launch the game for whatever reason, yeah, you need help. And it might be that, you know, you need to do a system update or you're, you know, there's some technical support you might need on that. That's legitimate. You know, and, and yes, in games, as trivial as it might sound, and I hate making that phone call, but I remember when Burning Crusade came out, I couldn't go through the portal. And I had to call technical support because I couldn't go through the portal. Right. And uh, that's when I fell asleep asleep on, actually. <laughs> and the guy's like, are you there? And um, so that was legitimate, though. I would take my, I had done everything. I had bought the game. I was the right level. Everything was cool. And I would fly out to the portal, and I would fly into the back of the wall. I wasn't being transported to the Draenor. And I had to call tech support. And that's legit. It was a little, I don't know what the word is. I was humbled by having to call tech support for a game. <laughs> but that was legitimate. Yeah. And on that vein, it also, you have to understand, that we're not just saying, you know, when and where to do it. But here's the thing about it. If you need help and you don't get help, you become frustrated. And then you start to take those frustrations out in inappropriate ways. 
you blame Blizzard for something or you blame whatever gaming company it is for something. And then you go complain somewhere about about what, how horrible of whatever they are because no, not even reason. They're just a bad company. And then you start, you know, well, why are they bad? Well, they're just bad. Well, why? Well, I can't even do this. Well, have you tried calling them or asking for help? Well, no. Well, do that. You know, <laughs> diffuses the situation. True. And kind of opposite of that is not to overload the support system in trivial matters. Servers are down. There's no need to put in a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> they know. That's for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so there's a particular uh, poker game that I play online, mm-hmm. and I was having an issue. I don't even remember what the issue was. I think I just I couldn't like my the my winnings weren't getting added to my totals. So it's like something you know not even worth much of anything. And so I'm looking at the forums, and there are people complaining about not getting dealt proper hands. Like, I'm not getting dealt cards. The cards aren't landing for me properly. It's a card game. <laughs> That's how it's played. Sometimes your cards don't fall your way. Oh, they weren't talking about a technical thing? No. It was just, you know, they're like, the odds cannot be this bad. Well, maybe they are for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they're a card counting or anything. They're just like, I cannot be having this much bad luck. Well, maybe you are. Right. Another thing is that we're expected to understand is that randomness is a big factor in the game. It's what makes it fun. It's what keeps it from being chess, where if you play against the same opponent, you can have the same game. Oh, man. We got into a discussion about chess the other morning. Really? Yes. Um, And one of the things that... I don't play chess. I, I know how to play chess. I have played chess in the past. And, like, I would play chess with somebody who is an amateur on the same level as I am. Right. But I played against... Uh, he's Actually, he's like a... I don't know, third cousin 17 times removed in my family. That's a lot of removal. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's related somehow. You know, I think our dogs were cousins or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he's a master. And so no matter what I do, he knows the exact counter to that. And there's no fun for that in me. No, not for me either. There's, there's no randomness. I mean, if I want to do something, I want him to go, I wonder what happens if, you know, I want to play. Yeah. I don't want someone to go, okay, you did that, therefore I do this. That's a script. And I never beat the guy. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to beat the guy. So, like, but I'll play chess with a buddy of mine. Sure. And then we mess around and like, wait a minute, can you, can you do that move? I don't know. Let's go look it up on the internet. Okay, that's a legal move. Already. Okay, we keep playing. You win or you lose, and it's fun. Right. But what you have to understand is because something is supposed to drop from a particular dungeon or raid, be it item, mount, pet, doesn't mean you run it a certain amount of times and it's guaranteed for you to get it. Well, wait a minute. If it has a 1 in 100 uh, drop rate, I should be able to run that dungeon 100 times and I will get it, right? Theoretically. Not theoretically. It's <laughs> 1 in 100 every time you loot the boss. There's no theory on that. Yeah, well, statistics are weird. Yeah. No. Anyways, yes, they are. <laughs> Let's not get into this debate again. All right, no problem. Okay. <laughs> Point is, you have to understand it's a game. Part of the game is that there are some factors that are random. The randomness is what makes it fun, and it's not something that you can cry about. Because it's not personal. Blizzard or any other game company is not out to not give you a reward. You, they're not going, you know what? Um, yeah, Root and Freckleface got this bet going, you know? Um, let's just not give them the medal. Yeah. You don't have, like, a flag in your account. 
It's not because of how you did something earlier in the game. It's just random. I bet it's because I posted that negative thing on Facebook when I said the game was too expensive. I said that on Facebook, and now I'm not getting any drops. It's not personal. No. <laughs> it's random. As players, we should be expected to give meaningful feedback where it's necessary. This is one of my biggest pet peeves of the beta this time, and I think Blizzard did kind of mess up a little bit by having so many people involved in the beta. Because what you had going on was people who were in the in the beta were then, you know, taking that information to their podcast or to their blog or to their videos or wherever they were going about how they're in the beta and they're playing the beta and look at this, it's the beta. That's not the purpose of a beta. The purpose of a beta is testing. If there's an issue, you let them know what the issue is. But people just don't understand that because the term beta now is so homogenized that people don't, don't know what to do. It's a testing environment. You're supposed to provide feedback. Same thing as if, I, if we're somewhere in any game and something bizarre happens, giving the developers of that game or app or whatever as much information as you possibly can about what you're doing, where you were, what was going on, when whatever happened happened, will help those people try to recreate that scenario. You know, like, if I have a user call me up and go, hey, I can't save this document. Right, well, what are you doing? That's what I want to know. What are you doing? Well, I'm trying to save. Okay, well, what are you doing? Well, here, I'm at my house and I can't save the document. Okay, are you on the VPN? Well, what's the VPN? Well, that's why you can't save because you're trying to save the network drive, you know? <laughs> but you're not attached to the network. So there's, you know, that information, that feedback is helpful. And I do think that we as players almost have a duty to provide that level of feedback. Absolutely. And feedback can come in several different forms, um, whether it be posting in their forum on their website um, if you're having issues, that way people who have the same issue can either help you resolve it without, you know, if it's something simple or if it's something, it's a common problem, it'll get a lot of attention. Maybe something they can step in and look at. Positive and negative feedback are both crucial um, in moving forward, making changes, make sure that they know what you like and what you don't like about the game. Now, we've talked a lot about all these expectations but what happens when these expectations are not met? For us as players, it means losing access to a game and its community. For a gaming company, when they don't meet our expectations, it leads to dissatisfaction and the decline of a game. Users of an app, for example, will rate the game poorly. And when that game gets a low rating on the Play Store or the App Store, it deters new players from downloading it. Would you ever download a game that had a 2 out of 5 stars? Absolutely not. No. The users of an MMO can flood any support system and cause a bottleneck. And if even just a few people speak out about issues, it can cause a general discontent among players. And if those players aren't happy and they're playing the game, they're happy, they're complaining in, in the party chat and the trade chat... It can put a damper on the experience for people who would otherwise be happy. So both the community and the gaming company should strive to ensure expectations are set and met on both sides of the fence. 
Gaming headlines this week. We have the nominees for the 2014 Video Game Awards, and Blizzard is looking pretty good. The 2014 Video Game Awards will take place on Friday, December 5th. Blizzard's Hearthstone is up for grabs here for Game of the Year, Best Online Experience, and Best Mobile or Handheld Game. Blizzard has also been nominated for Developer of the Year. And our buddy Firebat, who won the Hearthstone Tournament at BlizzCon, is up and nominated for the Esports Player of the Year. Remember, folks, that is December 5th. Check out the 2014 Video Game Awards. Hey, Blizz, here's an idea for you. All right, I'm going to sum this up very simply. Transmog the slot and not the item. Mind blown. I know. So BlizzCon, the developers said, we want you to be able to get a new piece of gear and just equip it and go. In fact, they say you don't need to go ask a robot for advice. They said the last year. Yeah, they should have said it this year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> exactly. They got rid of um, reforging for that reason. Um, they implemented the system of having the, the gear change depending on what set you're in, what spec you're in. Their purpose is that they don't want you to get a new piece and hold it in your bag and wait until you have a chance to... Get all set up before right, you have to it. figure out how to use it. This like, one, yeah, you it's got a better it. piece, but it's a worse piece until I make all these modifications. Right. To it. Here's the problem for people like me and like you too, Root. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah, uh, you have a T-Mog set. You have a coherent look. You have an outfit, and maybe it's blue. Like I have this blue dress, right? Now I'm a hunter, but I wear male, which means there's this shaman dress. That just looks beautiful, like accents all the curves. And I have everything to match this blue dress. I have a blue belt. I have a blue crossbow. I have blue shoulders. I even have blue hair. Wow. To match this outfit. So what's going to happen if I'm in a dungeon and first boss, gloves drop? Which like a huge upgrade gloves. But instead of this shiny jewel blue color, they're dark red. Am I going to equip those? No. No. Because I care about how I look, and I'm not going to equip it and look weird. I'm going to wait until I can get into a T-Mog person and then T-Mog it. Right. And, you know, where you're at in the dungeon, that guy can't pop his yak, and you no. can't go talk to the T-Mog guy no, right then and can't. there. Right. It's not going to happen. And I don't have the X, so. Well, neither is, you know, maybe the guy does, but, you know, you can't. Exactly. So what you're saying is if the slot was T-Mogged and not the item. be a lot easier. So, yeah, forcing the player to T-Mog each separate item, it's counter to their stated objective of equip and go. And it also is not aligned with how players think. Players typically don't have three different hats and they're like, I want this hat to look like this, and then they're rotating hats around. Typically, when they pick an outfit, they're like, this is what I want my character to look like. Mm-hmm. And as you're going through your getting upgrades, you still want to keep the same look. So it just makes more sense to transmog the slot 
in your character pane than it does to transmog the actual item itself. So that way, when you what you're saying, if I hear you right, is you your gloves go back to your gloves. You you right. have your total blue hunter mail set. Yes. These awesome gloves drop. You equip those gloves. They inherit the slots T mug. Exactly. Perfect. That's perfect. And you just rock your tea mug. Exactly. It's perfect. So we'll see. I mean, I transmogging each item is a gold sink. I think they are trying to get us to sink more of our gold. But I don't know, it's just so inconvenient. It's just so counter to how I think the the purpose of tea mug is supposed to be. Well, that gold sink could still be there. Yeah, that's true. As soon as you equip it, it could, you know, ding you for that gold. Yeah. But the fact that you don't have to go team mog it right, again. Right. And you know, those those uh, those little void dudes, they'll find other work. That's fine. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They still got the bank and, you know, other yeah. other stuff. I mean they're they're okay. So yeah. We'll see. That's a fantastic idea. But for now, I'll just continue holding on to my stuff until I can get to a team mog guy. Yeah, there's he's sitting over there in Nashville waiting for you. Yep. Yeah. It's just a long way to go. <laughs> well, Hearth's there. Yeah, but then you get a long way to go back. You know? But then I have Garrison Hearth. Yeah, That's but, cool. you know, you might have been in a dungeon. I don't know where you were, but you might have been questing. Who True. Knows? It's all good. Freck, I don't know. This has been two weeks in a row that you've had these two just mind-blowing ideas. I know. You need to, you need to, to need pace, to pace yourself. Pace yourself. Yeah. You know, take, <laughs> give Root some time to catch up with awesome <laughs> ideas for Blizzard. Well, that about does it for episode number 245. Well's 10th anniversary and Pilgrim's Bounty is going on right now. So on top of all the newness of Draenor, we got those two big events going on. Lots of fun stuff. A lot of food to be at. That's right. In the harvest. Bounty harvest event thing. Food. Tables to sit at and food to pass. And throw it, people. Oh, yeah, you got to throw it. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> if you find yourself in the Orlando area, then come hang out with Root and myself at the Orlando WoW Meetup Group. Our meetup dates and locations can be found on meetup.com. And we are looking for our next contestant for HearthCast AoE. It is the only trivia game where you don't have to be right to win. Anyone can play. We just need 20 minutes of your time between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern on a Monday. Email us at podcast at hearthcast.com to secure your spot on HearthCast AOE. Special shout-outs going to all of our friends and followers on Facebook and Twitter. You know who you are. Thanks for the retweets we've been getting lately. I really appreciate those. Those go a long way, so thank you uh, for those. And as we close this show, we want to personally thank you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe 
No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to Open Read for everything they do. You can find Hearthcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for Hearthcast.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.